0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Joining us on the line now is Geelong Assistant Coach Nigel Lappin. Nigel, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Crunch Time. The Cats are sitting at 3-3 three and three now after a slow-ish start, which can always happen. Do you guys feel like you've got your mojo back now?
0: Oh, we're certainly building. Um We've had a a good couple of games. Obviously played really well, uh, particularly through the midfield last week and and give our forwards some really good looks. Um, We face a a really good opposition in that area of the ground. The Bombers have started the year unbelievably well. they are playing really good game style, both, probably in all three phases really in the contest. Their defence has been rock solid and and they're attacking well. So we're really looking forward to the challenge on what's a beautiful uh, afternoon.
1: Nigel, Tom Morris here. Thanks for joining us. We're just talking about dangerous tackles and it's been a very topical discussion point almost every week this year. From a club perspective, inside Geelong Footy Club, have you adjusted the way you teach players to tackle or has it been the same now for the last year or two?
0: No, we certainly haven't um, adjusted the way um, that we do that. Um, we are always trying find out the way that umpires are going to interpret the decision and, and try and um, do it to the best of our ability. So it's a, it's an interesting um, topic, but it's sort of one that I'm probably not going to buy into today either. So it's a difficult... All I can say is it's a bloody difficult do- job umpiring the game.
1: Nigel, was the start to the year somewhat expected based on uh, training phases, preparation or lack thereof, or something that you really did have to address and adjust a few areas of your game?
0: Uh, no, you know, never make excuses, so um, we thought we were up for the early rounds of the year, um, clearly we weren't, we're a long way from our best. So some of the areas, I mean it's already been discussed, like we just, the midfield just wasn't at its best early on and, and that contributed to some other areas, um, obviously when you get a lot of supply into de- defence that um, makes it really difficult for, you, for the defenders to get to work. So. Um, a credit to the players, they've got to work they've um, improved that over the last few weeks and as I said we, we face a really tough opposition in that area of the ground who are all playing really well through there so it'll be a really good challenge against a team who's up and about
1: Nige, plenty of discussion in a positive way around Jeremy Cameron and how he's performing and how many goals he'll kick this year, I know that the coaches at Geelong could not give one stuff about any of that but can you tell us why he is such a good player and playing the sort of football he is this year?
0: Firstly, it stems off the back of his personality, um, he's a super competitive guy, um, he's always out to get the best out of himself and improve and his first pre-season at Geelong was, um, was marred with a little bit of injury, um, last year he was able to build on his fitness and this is the fittest I've ever seen him since he's been at Geelong, I'm not saying that's the fittest he's ever been. but. Um, he's really hungry, uh, he's enjoying his lifestyle, and, and that leads into a really balanced life for him. He's just had a baby, and he's really enjoying that and excited about that. And footy really becomes an outlet for him, and, and one in which he can go and express himself and, and have fun. And I think we build an environment that allows our players to do that. We try and embrace their strengths as, in, as individuals, and he's, he's obviously got many of those. And, and the team um, are really adapted well to having him in there and know how they can look after him.
1: We're speaking to Geelong assistant coach Nigel Lappin and I'd like to continue this conversation around Jeremy Cameron because we're celebrating the big forwards. We saw Charlie Kernow kick mm. nine last night and if these two boys continue on the trend, the trajectory they're on, they could kick a hundred. But Nigel, I just want you to listen to Chris Scott and what he had to say about it during the week.
0: Could Jeremy do it? I'm sure he could, but, but I think our team would be poorer for it. What that would do to our team performance, teams have come to the conclusion that if you reliant on one player and that goes wrong you'll get beaten.
1: Now what do you think that Nigel do you think the team would be poorer really if Jeremy Cameron kicked a hundred goals because we'd love to see it and he's traveling beautifully.
0: Um, I think what Scotty's alluding to there is that we've got a really good system ahead of the ball. Um, with all six of our forwards who play really important roles and Jeremy plays a really important role in that. Um, That doesn't mean for me that he can't kick 100 goals. If they're all functioning really well and and we're playing really well as a team, he's an unbelievably smart player and he can get off on the end of it as well as anyone. So, you know, from my point of view, I definitely understand what Scotty's saying 100%. Um, We want the team to be playing well and that's all that Jerry focuses on. But, yeah, it'd it'd be nice to get both.
1: Nigel what's the biggest concern about Essendon today they led Collingwood by 28 points early in the last quarter last week and then got run over the top but on the whole their form's been very good this year
0: yeah as I alluded to before I think they're playing all three phases really well so they tend to keep six forwards ahead and open up a fair bit of space through the midfield and they've got some good runners through there and some good ball users so we'll try and um, congest that part of the ground Um, I like to get back and support their defense so really for us we need to reset really hard forward uh, of the ball to make sure that we we get something close to even numbers ahead which give our forwards a chance and and as Collingwood did in the last quarter we just got to apply pressure to them because if you don't they they've got an unbelievably good attacking method where they're able to create and maintain and outnumber so I guess I'm not really answering your question that well but all three spaces <laughs> of the game are they're going to be really important as they are every week. Uh,
1: is there a tangible Difficulty in having a five-day break as Essendon have done this week.
0: Um, it would be if, if they tend to back up. Um, but we we saw through um, you know 2020 through the hub years really that teams can recover really well and, and back up. Well, I mean the hardest thing is if you get some soft tissues then they tend to be harder to, to recover from and, and get up. But um, you know they didn't get too many out of last week's game. Um, obviously they'll miss Laverty out there today, but. Uh, No, I I don't think so in some ways. With with our group in particular, we tend to play really well off short breaks, so we're expecting the best from Essendon today.
1: Well, Nigel, best of luck. It should be an absolute cracking match. Good luck and thanks for joining us on Sunday Crunch Time.
0: A pleasure, guys. Have a good call.